All right, what's going on, guys? This is episode 11 of Re-Real Talk. I'm joined with baby Ideen. Hello. And Ham. Who's truly? Yours truly. Uh, I know Ham's going to be talking about 1031 exchanges. Uh, Ideen and I are going to have a little conversation about some data centers in uh, Northern Virginia, kind of DMV area. So, uh, Ideen, if you want to kick it off. Yeah, so let's just go ahead right into it. Uh, we had some major updates uh, on our last episode about the interest rates. Uh, we know that two Thursdays ago, they ticked up for the 30-year Freddie Mac. It went all the way up to 2.97%. Um, kind of been tracking it. So i um, looking at it today. The report that we got, uh, the most recent report shows the interest rate for the 30-year uh, Freddie Mac at 3.02%. So just a slight increase of uh, about 5 basis points. Uh, when we were looking at it, a lot of it we know is because of uh, the Fed's policy and expectation that uh, the economy is going to start opening up, start going to start improvement and start seeing some growth. Uh, so that was uh, probably the big reason that we saw that spike in interest rates. Another thing that we were looking at was the 10 year at uh, the 10 year Treasury bond, uh, the yield for that. Uh, when we were looking at it last week, we were tracking it. It was hovering between 1.6 to one point to the upper 1.4%. Uh, right now, it is at 1.55%. So that 10-year lead yield, sorry, has increased. Um, so again, what that is ex- showing is that these government bonds they are um, you know producing higher returns. So investors, instead of going the traditional route, now they have a risk-averse asset that can give them a healthy return. So something to pay attention of. And I think also something that we saw last week and also uh, early on in the trade week on Monday, we did see that stocks, especially tech stocks, were just getting slashed. So perhaps that was uh, some investors already, you know, spilling over or sorry, liquidating some of their traditional assets and um, purchasing some of these government-backed bonds that now have these higher yields. So we'll keep, we'll keep tracking that and keep giving some updates. Um, but again, We've said it's going to be so dependent on COVID. Um, we know that Texas is actually releasing the mask mandates. I think it's today or tomorrow. Uh, so we'll see how all this goes. It's, it's well, all kind of... See, did you see what happened with Maryland also, like an hour ago? The, they're releasing, they're lifting most of their restrictions. Okay. So restaurants, bars, I think it was gyms. Um, I, think it, I think those were the, like the big ones. Um, there's no... And they, just, the- they just announced that like an hour ago? Yeah. Oh, I got to check that out then. There's, there's no limit to how many people could be indoors. And then um, concert venues can come back at uh, 50%. Okay. That's huge because, like, I live right across Strathmore. And I've seen, like, the Strathmore workers have been, you know, pushing to get, you know, the venue back open again. But, damn, yeah, I got to definitely check that out. It's, so it's going to be pretty similar to um, – it sounds like pretty ba- basically what they got going on in Virginia now. Because didn't Virginia just, like – ease a bunch of restrictions as well in the last two weeks yeah they moved it up to yeah not that not that much though um here I, I pulled it back up religious facilities gyms casinos restaurants bars retail establishments and salons no longer subject to capacity limits starting on friday large venues such as concert halls and theaters are to return to 50 percent capacity so i think the mask mandate is still there which is right yeah well that's good news i still I'll say it about Maryland. I'll say it about Texas. It's I just hope that these openings aren't premature uh, because I don't think this economy can do any more of this unprecedented. Unprecedented was the word of 2020. And I think that if we got unprecedented rates, so like if we started seeing daily rates going to above the 300,000 that we saw back in December, I don't know if our economy can bear that again. Because right now, I mean, we're looking at the volatility right now. We're looking at the, the, the yields. We're looking at interest rates. It's, it has been bouncing up and down. 
Uh, what one thing I do want to talk about is another type of asset, which is actually real estate investment trusts. So basically what a real estate tr uh, trust is, it's very some, it's, it's basically these big uh, corporations that buy, hold, sell, or rent out real estate. And they do it through different sectors. So you got, you know, if you think about the mall, so if you think about Tyson's Corner Mall, that's owned by a real estate investment trust. The company is actually called Simon Group. Last year, their portfolio, they didn't do too well, uh, actually was reduced by 40%. But a lot of that is due to COVID. Uh, and I actually have the numbers of how REITs performed in 2020. And they actually didn't perform uh, too well, but they did do uh, year over year loss of 11%. And so much of that is because of COVID. And, and the sectors, because I kind of looked at about 181 different REITs that are put into over 20 different sectors. And I just kind of want to go over them. So the ones that performed the worst, uh, I think are pretty uh, obvious. So malls down 45% year over year, hotels down 31% year over year, shopping centers also down 27% and office spaces uh, because of COVID, because of some employers firing people, other employers uh, transitioning to the work at home, uh, we saw a reduction of 21%. Um, some of the parts of the industry where the, where the, the, where the losses uh, were not as significant was in uh, multifamily, uh, which has a loss of 6%, and also student housing, because we know, I mean, you guys are still at George Mason doing some of your classes from, uh, from home, although your classes are in person, but there is so much of that, uh, what is it called? There was so much chaos about you know how to do the classes so that one also the loss of 4.38 percent um however when we talk about year over year the entire REITs you know down 11 percent there are though some sectors that perform very well um so self self storage facilities up eight percent uh casinos uh, interestingly enough every time the economy goes back and you expect people have to keep their savings for whatever reason people go to the casino so those did pretty well those were up over six and a half percent year over year uh, and then the thing that we're going to be talking about with ethan is the data centers uh, i'll throw that number out right now that's at 15 percent. we'll talk about that more and who wants to guess which uh sector did the best 44 percent. who wants to guess that uh, take a guess I would have to technology. technology. Okay. What about you, Ethan? What's your guess? Oh, our, our guest of the day, my wife, Emma, has said Airbnb. Airbnbs. Okay. The sector that did the best was land, was law rant. And because of, and we know that's because of the, <laughs> the, big, the big shortage of inventory. A lot of developers now not being able to find the traditional fixer up or six month projects, having to opt in for raw land. And, and you know, right now we're, we've talked about this shortage. And we know that um, I was looking at actually uh, construction rates. Permitting is actually up this month. Um, so hopefully we will see some of that land be converted, rezoned, uh, and then other developers can purchase that land and be able to add more uh, office space, hotels, or, or however they see fit. I will talk about office spaces and kind of looking at where REITs are projected for 2021. Um, they are projected to do significantly better. As a matter of fact, in November and December, um, the, the um, hotel industry did see some um, uh, advancements because there was some uh, positive news that came in regards to hotel openings. Uh, but one thing that I, uh, one sector that I feel like is going to still be a little bit hurt in 2021 is the office spaces. Now, malls, hotels, shopping centers, the ones that did very uh, poorly, even worse than office spaces. I think now that uh, things are starting to open up again, a lot of new businesses and you know entrepreneurs wanting to take up spaces, wanting to open up new businesses. I feel like that sector might do, might do well and might do a nice recovery depending on how the overall economy recovers. But as far as office spaces, I just don't know if employers are ready to convert back, get into these 20 year office leases and, and then have their employees go and work there when they're noticing how much of the uh, traditional work week 
how much it was disrupted uh, during COVID. So a lot of the people who actually had to go and work from home, a lot of their companies are just saying you can either do that for forever or you, we're going to have you at like a part time coming into the office 50 50 basis. However, what that will mean is probably not good news for the traditional office spaces. And it will actually mean good news for data centers, because as we know, as people start working from home, they work remotely there. There's a higher demand uh, to get these data centers up so that they can support the technologies that people are uh, using for uh, uh, what is it called? far distance type of communication. So good news for data centers. And I kind of want to uh, bring you in, Ethan, uh, somebody who is constantly watching the, the commercial real estate market in the DC metro area, especially in Loudoun County, because Loudoun County and also just Nova in general is 60% of all the data centers or new construction for data centers in the United States, 60% of that is in Nova. Mm -hmm. which is crazy. Not only Virginia, we're talking about just Sterling, Ashburn, Arlington. I mean, Arlington is at this point is basically Jeff Bezos' you know, playground. He's building this massive helix in downtown Arlington. So, you know, and again, when you have big, big, you know, tech corporations coming in, you're also going to have these smaller tech corporations, you know, bringing in money, bringing in cash and having to make these data centers to support that big tech infrastructure. Um, Adam, were you raising your hand? Did you want to say something before I jump into more stuff? I was gonna uh, expand on the data centers, but you actually covered my point, but I wanted to get your opinion on uh, the retail game. And you know, do you think it's gonna rebound like smaller shops? Like I see Bed Bath & Beyond's going out of business. Uh, Marshall's doing pretty well. I see like other retailers like stores and also, do you still have any outlook on that? Well, that's the thing. I don't really, I can, my honest answer for you right now is I don't have uh, an outlook just because we need to see how the overall economy does. I'm looking right now, I, I can tell you what I'm tracking. I'm really just looking at interest rates and bond yields because I feel like that'll show us uh, how our economy is going to perform. If, if our interest rates come, uh, come low and our bond yields, they keep going up. I think it's going to be a pretty, pretty significant indicator that people aren't ready to borrow yet. The economy is not necessarily looking to uh, take on new businesses, take on new loans to expand. So yeah, that would probably be signaling some type of recession level. Uh, but we have to just give our, we just have to wait, see how things are going to be with these new COVID cases, with things opening up. Once we see how things are in the next month or two, I would like to give better predictions for the second half of 2021. But right now, the predictions that I can give as far as the office spaces that you were asking for, just going back off, I don't know if people are, I don't know if these employers are ready to go back. So I don't know if that industry is ready to see some growth, but I think malls, hotels, shopping centers, if the news and if, if COVID cases keep going down, vaccine numbers keep going up, the risk is mitigated. I think those industries are going to be uh, back for a recovery. Um, but let's talk more about the data centers, because I do want to talk about what there is going on in Nova in particular. Um, I think, I don't know if it's premature to say that um, DC or the DMB is actually Silicon Valley Junior, especially now that we have uh, Amazon here building this massive Helix compound. Um, we have all these data centers coming into the area. A few of the big players, there's actually a company called Aligned, actually close to where uh, you guys are in Ashburn. Um, that one is adding 1 billion more funding into data centers throughout Ashburn. They already have a lot of data centers out there actually very close to each other. And the interesting thing that I was reading about these data centers is that they actually work more efficiently when they're closer together. So once one is set up and like once a few of them are set up, other companies and also the same companies that already have their data centers established, they start adding more data centers to that area. So this is pretty good news for Ashburn. This is pretty good news for the DMV in general. So we are expected to see some more growth with these data centers. One of these companies, Cyrus One, which is a company based out of in Dallas, There's, they're a real estate investment trust in Dallas. They actually own 420,000 square feet, which is, if you want to think about it, it's about 10 acres of just building 
in Sterling, that, which is a huge data center they have. It's actually called data center one, two, and three. That's how big it is. So a lot of um, these data centers are coming into the area. And I want to just give a few indicators of why Nova is so attractive. So first of all, Loudoun County, uh, unemployment rate is 3.3%. And if you look at the overall unemployment rate, comparing it to you know everything that was going on with COVID last year, that's very good. And a lot of that uh, is actually because the Nova Mar, or sorry, the Loudoun County has such a high number of skilled employees. So it's easy when, when it, it's not easy, but it's easier um, for those people to find um, jobs because they have more skills, especially if the economy is more competitive for workers and there's a, you know, it, it, uh, the demand is high, sorry, the demand is less for workers. You know, the ones with more skills are going to be the ones that pop out. Um, and the big, 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 big thing for data centers is that there is a sales tax exemption for data center uh, for data uh, center customers that goes up until 2035. So that is probably one of the big tax incentives. We know that Virginia has out of DC, Maryland, Virginia is the most generous usually when it comes to tax incentives. Um, but the fact that they have this big one, and when we hear 60% of new construction for data centers is in Nova, when you hear numbers like that, it, it's a, it's, you kind of see why that correlation exists. Yeah. Okay. Um, those, those kind of mesh well together and kind of fit into each other. And I feel like one, one plays off of the other a lot. Um, you were saying over, over 60% of the data centers in the entire United States is located Loudoun County. That's Ashburn. No, that's not what I said. I said 60% of new construction for data centers is in Loudoun, is, is in Nova, not Loudoun County specifically, but in Nova. So Arlington, Sterling, all Fairfax, all those places. I can actually attest to that as, you know, being somebody who's lived there for what over 20 years of my life. And like from, from five years ago to today, I remember when it was just tons of land, so much land. And then you see all these big developers move in and like they're not building these, these data centers one at a time. They're building these data centers like five and six at a time and buying five and six right next to each other. And it's just like year after year, just more data centers. And you think it's gonna stop, but like you said, like there's just a massive demand and it's obvious that 60% of new data centers are being built in Ashburn. I can see with my own two eyes. Oh, yeah. And also one thing is, I, I, you know, uh, one thing about Loudoun, um, what this means for the overall economy. I mean, we know that when um, the Amazon headquarter two came, they promised 150,000 uh, salary jobs. I think it was like 25,000 jobs that they were going to provide. Loudoun County already, the salary, the average salary there, I mean, sorry, the average income there is $125,000. So they're already, that's already an indicator that that, that that skill level they're looking for and that industry, I'm sure there's already a lot of people in the tech industry there. And then you also have all these universities in the DC area. You got George Mason, that's right there. You got JMU. Those are just the Virginia schools. And then you got Georgetown, you got GW, you got all the fun stuff, University of Maryland, shout out. Uh, you got all that stuff. So they have so much that they can hire from. And, and if you're looking at the new construction of all of, a lot of these local schools, you know, George Mason, University of Maryland just opened a well, just like two years ago, they completed the construction of their computer science center. So a lot of these schools are investing in these technology, or sorry, investing in these sectors so that, you know, that when they're, by the time their alumni are ready to graduate, they can go and get these really high paying tech jobs. So I think there's going to be a huge uh, demand. We're going to keep seeing a lot more um, uh, tech jobs coming to the DC area. And I feel like a lot of energy jobs, just because we know that these data centers, we were talking about, uh, you know, cryptocurrency uh, mining centers in Iran, how they were draining the energy, or at least how the government was saying that they're draining all the energy. We could see some uh, similar things, maybe not where we have power outages from these data centers, but they're going to put a big toll on our energy consumption. So either have to opt in for renewable energy or put in, invest in, invest in the, you know, um, what is it called? Fossil fuels. So it's going to have a pretty big impact 
uh, not just on the tech sector, but I feel like on the energy sector, transportation, infrastructure, probably on all sectors uh, of the DC economy, especially when you're talking about new employment coming in and, and the jobs that they're, you know, the salaries of these jobs that they're high, uh, at starting salary of some of these jobs are super high. And that, that just spills over to other fields, uh, medical, it goes over to food and health, shopping, all of these things. Um, yeah. So next Silicon Valley or not, what do you think? Next look on what? Silicon Valley. I think it's not premature to call it the DC metro area or, you know, Nova, the Silicon Valley junior at this point. I know that a lot of people from California are moving to Texas and Houston now. You know, a lot of people are dubbing that. But I feel like, you know, you got you got Amazon here. You got these data centers moving in and you got a lot of tech coming into the to the DC metro area. So I think I think you're going to keep seeing it. Um, and, and it's going to be interesting to see these these, these big tech players next to these uh, big lobbyist uh you know in, in dc and see how those guys you know work together i uh i'm actually looking at the dentist the data center reits because you're mentioning the reits later mm -hmm. looking at uh you know the top ones i see equinix equinix I see, yeah i got equinix digital uh, digital realty trust mm -hmm. cyber cyrus one which you mentioned and then course site realty so like those are just some of the top ones that those are know. just those are just some of them and those are just data centers and the cool thing is about reits you know i, I was you know telling there's malls there's hotels Chances are, you know, when you're driving home and you pass an office building that's pretty large or, sign or a significant mall or a venue, chances are those are being held by a REIT. So you can, it's cool because as I said, the, the, the overall market in 2020 wasn't positive. You had a negative 11% year over year growth. However, data centers up 15%, land up 44%, casinos 6.6%. So it just shows you that if you really do more homework and if you look into the uh, industry specifics, you can find some opportunities to make money. All right. That's my update for uh, as far as data centers. I thought that was a pretty cool, like, I don't know, pretty cool news or something to cover. Uh, did you guys, did you guys want to add anything or do you guys have anything else to add? Data centers is one of my favorite topics and I think you knocked it out the park today. So I think this is a good spot to end it unless like any, anybody else. Has anything to say. No, and we are going to be doing uh, our Clubhouse 1230. We will talk our Wednesday session. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, we wish you guys an awesome week. Enjoy the, enjoy the spring weather that's around the corner. What do you want to say, Ham? Anybody who's watching the videos has like any recommendations, if they want to see anything out of us, maybe like interviews or just like small little things that we can ask the videos, just let us know and we'll put it right in there. We, you know, we're making yeah. this so. Yeah, send us your feedback. We're always looking to make this better. Send us your feedback, your comments, if there's you know anything you want to add on. Um, if you're noticing anything with REITs, data centers, interest rates, yields, let us know. We're always curious. If you want to be on the show, we would love to have an interviewer on the show. Definitely. Definitely. All right, well, take it easy, guys. Thanks. See ya. Bye-bye.